Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's five questions and hopefully under nine minutes because hackers never sleep. So let's get started. Mike, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so my name is Mike Britton, and I'm the uh, CISO for Abnormal Security. Uh, prior to that, I was the uh, Chief Security Officer for financial services company uh, Alliance Data. And so I've uh, spent the last 25 years doing uh, information security and cybersecurity. Nice. I'm going to start with a bonus question because I'm curious, and I'm sure most of our viewers are too. What does abnormal security do? Yeah, so uh, people love the name and, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things that uh, we are a, a modern, uh, effective approach on stopping the bad guys with phishing attacks. So uh, you think business email compromise, you think the fake invoices from the compromised vendor. Uh, we plug into the APIs for Google and uh, Microsoft 365 and uh, using machine learning and, and AI, uh, we pretty much stop those completely. That's amazing. And sounds really cool. So I appreciate that. Thank you for filling me in on that. So let's jump into the next question. Why do you love being a cyber expert? You know, I, I love it and I've done it for so long. I love it because it, it I love the pace. I love how much technology changes. Uh, I, I love the uh, game of cat and mouse with bad guys. I just, I love all the uh, fast action and pace in, in the cybersecurity world. Do you have a, do you have a story? I'm going to ask this question knowing we may cut it later, but maybe we won't. Uh, do you have a story that you sticks in your head about catching a bad guy? You know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, in probably my favorite one is, uh, you know, we had an issue at my previous company where, um, you know, even though we had good password quality and things like that, there was a bad guy that got into, you know, they were able to password spray attack um, a couple of our environments from an email perspective. Um, it was great because we kind of saw it happen real time. We saw them log in from Germany and and we were able to take action pretty quickly and, and kind of stop them in their tracks. There were some other things that we had in place uh, from an email security perspective that kind of thwarted what they were trying to do. They were trying to mass forward emails back out to a, a Russian ISP. And so, you know, it's kind of neat to watch it as it unfolded and, and really stop it as it was happening. That's awesome. I know seeing it in real time is so much different than having to respond to it after the fact. So that's, that's, a, cool, that's a cool story. Today, cybersecurity is a top concern, and I always do air quotes on that because, you know, it's, it's the buzzword, but what does cybersecurity as a top concern mean to you? I mean, it means it's in the news. I, you know, when you have a board that reads the Wall Street Journal or, or flips on the news and they see things like Colonial Pipeline or SolarWinds, you know, that's that first response of, okay, this happened out here, it's in the news, what does it mean for us? And, you know, bad guys, especially the ones that are financially motivated, uh, if they're successful, they continue to push. And, and so, you know, that's why we're seeing all the ransomware we're seeing today. That's why phishing attacks are still super effective. Um, you know, these guys are highly organized. And, and so it really is, it's almost like you're competing with another business. It's a business that's doing things, in, you know, illegally and for financial gain, but they're still, you know, highly organized and, and they know what they want. And they're still making money, unfortunately. So, and a lot of it. So, well, share with us a piece of insight that you think other cyber experts and cyber professionals would like to hear. You know, I think probably the biggest insight is while technology is changing and some of the methods uh, for approaching how, how to stop bad guys and attackers with, with new technology like the cloud, 
um, you know, does require innovation. And, you know, that's one thing my company does now is, you know, we're offering a new approach to solve a problem. The other thing to remember is, um, you know, there's a lot of the basic low hanging fruit and, and blocking and tackling that's been out there forever. You know, things that aren't quite as sexy as, you know, cloud, like asset management, patch management, you know, just, you know, the basic things that companies really have to take serious and, and you've got to get all those things buttoned up because, you know, you look at it at the end of the day, you know, most attacks happen because of poor access management, poor patch management, or not knowing where their assets lie. No, and I appreciate that. I think people try to get to this next level of technology, but they forget the foundation. And so that's, that's a great piece of insight. Thank you. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile, Mike? You know, I, I like the flip phone um, or, or the non-smartphone. And I say that because, you know, it's, it's one of the ways that I've kind of introduced my kids. I, I have five kids. And so as they've gotten to that age where they are a little bit more independent and, and start tracking out on their own, you know, that's kind of been their first phone is, is the, the, the dumb phone or the non-smartphone. And, um, you know, I, I look at myself and, you know, with a, an iPhone, you're constantly tied to it. It's, I mean, it's a it's essentially a, a high powered computer and there's always this feel a need to be on the Internet or Twitter or checking email. And, you know, there's something simple and nice about a flip phone that really, you know, you can hammer out a, a clunky text or you can make calls and that's about <laughs> all it's capable of doing. I was just going to ask, do you do it just to spite your children so they have to remember the old ways of texting? <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's good for them to understand life before Apple and, and Android, and, and uh, this is really what the intent and purpose of a phone is, is to make calls and maybe send a quick text. Mike, thank you so much for being on the CyberPro Podcast. Absolutely, my pleasure.